Hello, welcome back to the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. Round 15's done and dusted. We're here to wrap it all up for you. I'm joined by Daniel and Mooney. How are we, gentlemen? Yeah, very good, mate. Very good, Burmo. Enormous scores this week. Yeah, big old scores, scoreboard-wise and individual player fantasy-wise. So let's get straight into it with a cricket score. Rabbits absolutely trouncing the Bronx. Mooney, how'd you see it, mate? Yeah, look, terrible game to watch. Um, bunnies all over the Broncos. But, um, look, I'm going to talk about the Broncos here. Uh, some <laughs> A few decent scores from the Broncos, uh, from the likes of Matthew Lodge. Had a big game for 70, 79 from 76 minutes. Huge minutes from him. Payne Haas um, produced a pretty big score. Uh, 58 from 64 minutes, finally. Uh, a few tackle breaks, a lot of metres from him. And bulk tackles, 41 tackles, which is good to see. Uh, Tyson Gamble also had a decent score as well uh, with a 51, uh, doing all the kicking while Carmichael Hunts is his half partner. So, you know, we could see that change up a little bit if Albert Kelly comes back in next week. Could lose a few of those kick metres. Otherwise, TPJ is probably the only other talking point here uh, with a 58. Um, and looking at a three to four week stint on the sidelines from suspension and looming as a sell, I reckon. So that's about it for the Broncos here, I think. Yeah, short and sweet, Moon. The less said about the Bronx, the better. Daniel, how'd you see the Bunnies? Yeah, plenty of uh, big scores from the Bunnies here. We've got uh, Dan Gagai and uh, Graham absolutely killing it uh, on either of those edges. It it looked like early the Bunnies were going to Tane Milne's wing, and then when they switched, Dan Gagai and Alex Johnson just had a field day. So uh, big scores there. Gagai bounced back with a, a big score in 84 with a try. Lots of tackle busts, plenty of metres made. Uh, looked very good on that edge and is still a very good centre option and quite cheap now. He's dropped down to below 500k, so he's a very good uh, option in your centres if you can uh, fit him in somewhere. He's a bit of a pod option. He is 10% owned, but not a lot of people would have him when they've got the likes of like Peachy and your Jack Birds and Burtons and stuff like that. So a decent option if you can see the Bunnies going on a bit of a run. Uh, definitely not playing in the... Oh, wait, he is playing in the round 17 bye, but he's in origin, so he probably won't be playing until after that uh, period. So uh, keep an eye on him after round 17, and Looms is a decent option for the run home as well at that price point. Outside of that, Campbell... Uh, Campbell... Cameron Murray had a pretty good game as well. Back from origin, got a 76 in 69 minutes. Very nice from him. Outside of that, Latrell Mitchell as well had a pretty good game. Uh, got dragged a bit early. Uh, not for poor performance, but just uh, rested him for a bit. So he's uh, also scored well with a 48. But yeah, probably uh, going to be out for the next couple of weeks for origin. Outside of that, I don't see too many other options here for the Rabbits. Damien Cook of the Origin as well had a pretty poor score, 38 from nearly 80 minutes as well. So had a lot of missed tackles, but even with those tackles being made, he still only scores around a 50. So a bit worrying there from Damien Cook, but yeah, he has those up and down games. So if you do have him, he's still a hold for the season. But uh, there might be other options if you're looking at a decent hooker to go for uh, towards the run home. So yeah, that's probably about it from the the Rabbitohs, I'd say. Do you see Adam Reynolds as a um, a cheeky option that you could bring in for this next buy round? So I I did make a comment on that a few oh, maybe last week. He he does he will be doing a lot of work in this team with some of the Origin players out, but I I get worried every time I see him have these kind of poor scores, especially when they dominate. You want to see him doing a lot of the work, and he really didn't have uh, that much of a of an impact on this game. It really was Latrell. Uh, and the edges uh, doing all the work, and he was just doing all the kicking through the middle. And even then, he only got 158 kick metres this game. So worrying signs if he's not having his hand in a lot of these attacking players because he's just not getting the stats and 
there for the points. So a bit bit worrying there for Reynolds. Yeah, I agree. Cody Walker seemed to do a lot of the work. He had three try assists or so and a uh, heap of line break assists. So seemed yeah. to have the last hands and everything. Yeah, I think it's because Reynolds is that like the first one out pass. So he just passed off to Cody well, Walker. Boys, yeah. Is that 10 of Reynolds' points came from, came from conversions as well. So yeah. bear that in mind. He got 34, 10 of which came from goal kicking. So yeah, well. realistically, that's 24 in base stats. Yeah, pretty yeah, rough. If you're relying no, on I that. mean, he did, he obviously didn't play the full eighty because he had was it HIA or something like that. Yeah, he had a head knock. Yeah, yeah but still, only only thirty fours. Yeah, it's a little worrying. Oh, I'm a I'm an Adam Reynolds owner, so it's a little bit worrying. Um, yeah. 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 Actually, another point that I didn't bring up was Jai Arrow playing on an edge there. Uh, nearly played 80 minutes, but yeah, didn't have the impact that I saw him having. I, I actually thought he would be, you know, running uh, at, a, at gaps a lot more, making a lot of tackle busts, but just was straight up and down running from him. Didn't really hit the line much. So yeah, not um, not getting as many, you know, tackle busts and, as I'd like from an edge. So he's probably a no-go if he continues to be on an edge there for the Rabbitohs. Yep. Love your work. Uh, boys, anything else you want to touch on from that game? No, that's about it there, I think. Uh, kind of speaks for itself, doesn't it? Um, now, uh, on to the Friday night game. Cow's getting the, the reverse win by negative two uh, to the Sharkies. <laughs> I'm in denial, gentlemen. Love that, the reverse win. <laughs> I've heard win. that before. The hell reverse win, boys. We, we had the bold tactic of letting the other team score more points than us. It uh, did not work out for us. <laughs> um, Mooney, mate, how'd you see it? Yeah, actually, not a bad game at all to watch. Yeah, uh, I thought um, we'll talk about the Sharks. I reckon Will Kennedy produced another decent score. I didn't think that he was in everything, but apparently he was looking at his stats here. A couple of hundred run meters, tackle breaks, line breaks, uh, which is good to see from him. Jesse Ramia, uh still looking at it as a point of difference option in the centres, tackle breaks, producing uh, another forty plus score from him, which is good to see. Uh, Shawnee Johnson actually is probably the big one from this game. Uh, 60 from him, a heap of kick meters, 618 kick meters. Other than that, he didn't really have heaps of attacking stats. One try assist, one line break assist. That's about it. So if he starts getting a try or some more try assists, uh, any other attacking stats, maybe actually he runs the ball a little bit more, get some tackle breaks. He's on for, for, for a few big scores, I reckon, here, Shawnee Johnson, which is good to see if you're a... If you're an SJ owner, he's not owned by very many people as well, so comes as a point of difference option at this point. I think he's under 2% ownership, which is kind of um, dumbfounded. Yeah, yeah, I don't understand why he's not owned by more people. I think I think we talked about this the other day, actually, Moon. He's probably the best uh, pot option going into round 17, I'd say, uh, in terms of a potentially high scorer, just because, like you were talking about it then, he didn't exactly have a lot of attacking stats in this game, and they still put on 26 points. So if he can get you know, a few more of those attacking stats, a couple more tries to get a bit more involved. Uh, he'll be, you know, a, a very good cheap, oh, well, cut price gun option, really. I mean, he's got 600 kick meters, for God's sakes. He did the exact same thing last week and he scored a, an 80 or something or a 75 or something like that. So he's yeah. he's probably the best option, I'd say. Yeah, I agree. He's someone he's probably target going into this next buy round, I reckon. I really like that option. Could be a, a cheeky point of difference captain option if you don't want to go with Tohu. Yeah, that's fair. Would you? Uh, so I like that. Yeah, right. What do you think of the cows, Daniel? Yeah, look, they they played well. They did they did start quite well. Uh, a lot of points going 
the way of felt just getting in a lot of the attacking stats. That try that he scored down the short side there, very, very cheeky of him. Cheeky yeah. as anything. Yeah, I bet you love seeing that. Loved it. How, how did you find uh, Tom Dearden going through for that try? That was nice to see. I'm, uh, yeah, very, very pleased with Tommy Dearden. He'll get there. It's going to be tough defensively, but he'll he'll get there, I reckon. Yeah, I was going to say, are you a pro Tom Dearden uh, Cowboys fan or uh, against? Don't, don't have a bloody choice. I'm going to have to be a pro Tommy <laughs> Dearden fan. Yeah, uh, he's all we got for the rest of the year. But yeah, no, I, 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 see, I see the signs. So I, the, the kicking game and the fifth tackle options need need a little bit of polish, but he's a decent running half. He get, he gives early ball to his outside men. He doesn't look like he's going to overplay his hand. He's not. He's not. At this stage, he's not really a match winner, but he's not. I don't think he's going to lose his games. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's where but, he yeah. uh, strives. Uh, he he's really good as that uh, running half player, like not game controller. Leave that to the rest of the team. Like Drinkwater's been controlling the cows pretty well. So if Tom Dearden just keeps running the ball, you know those little uh, just darts at the line and just offloading it uh, to a coming a second row or someone coming through, that's when he's at his best. So if he keeps that up, he'll he'll be doing bits for the cows. I reckon. I wouldn't go him necessarily as a pickup but yeah keep a keep an eye on him because he's he's doing quite well at the moment so it's yeah so he's priced a little awkwardly i think isn't he around the 400 high 400 mark 410 so he's he's still quite oh, cheap like he's not terribly priced like it's it's a hard decision to make though because everyone's looking at guns going into the back end of the season but i mean you could see this as his uh potential for next year so maybe just keep an eye on him see how he goes for the rest of this season and i mean he might be a pickup next year but scott Drinkwater's is still doing a decent amount of the kicking and playmaking so if they're sharing that i wouldn't probably go didn i mean my biggest concern about din as tom mentioned is he's a bit of a liability in defense can miss a few tackles um, yeah so i that would be my worry that he can produce a few of those low 20 sort of scores which is not really what i want from a pickup yeah absolutely Outside of Dearden, though, the rest of this Cowboys team, nothing too exciting. Drinkwater had another good score, 59 from him. Uh, Val Holmes as well got a 50. Tamalolo got a 50 as well, something to keep in mind. He did miss four tackles, but he also had six tackle busts. So I think a lot of his points, especially with the minutes that he's currently getting around that 55. He spent a lot of time on the bench, hey? Yeah, that's the thing. Unless he's going to get more minutes, he's still going to need a lot of attacking stats to be getting 50-plus. So I'd be concerned if you're a JT owner. But if you're not, maybe look at that kind of minute, the minutes he gets each week. And as it improves, and if it improves, he might be a potential pick up after round 17 uh, because the Cowboys do not play we, round 17. Yeah, yeah, we, we play oh, round 17. Yes, do. they do. Yeah, they do. do play the we, Rebels, we, yeah. We've got the bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> you got it without the... Origin Stars, though, but still. Oh, actually, <laughs> that's true. Hey, that's all right. Though. You know what? Yeah, I, I reckon we lose by 10 instead of 40. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, hoping that Tamalolo, you know, gets a few more minutes, maybe up to the close to 70, and then he'll be a definite pickup. Uh, towards the late uh, end of the season. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to touch on from that game, boys? Nah, no, pretty happy to move on, I reckon. Beauty. Uh, moving on to uh, Panthers and Roosters. Bit of a bit of a funny old game, this one. Um, Panthers eventually getting the chockies. What do you think, Moon? Yeah, well, the Roosters came firing out of the blocks, didn't they? They looked good. I was a little yeah. worried. Um, so I was going for the Panthers, obviously. We're not, not a big Roosters man, but... Um, so they they came away with it in the end, as you said. The usual suspects, though, from the Panthers, really looking at this scorecard. A big one, again, from Nathan Cleary. It's like, what, his fourth score in the hundreds this year, which is ridiculous. Love that. Huge. Uh, other than that, Brian Toe with a 66, couple of, couple of tries is good. Matty Burton, 
41. He's been downgraded since I last saw this. A uh, couple of tries, tackle breaks, line break assists. Good to see from him. Apicorosau, only with the 52. Oh, he failed a HIA, actually, I'm pretty sure. Uh, so only 24 points from him. Otherwise, as IEO, your boy Tom with 69. Nice from 73 minutes and a try, which is good to see and looking like a genuine point of difference option in that mid in that tricky mid region where there's so many options. So um, yeah, I like that as a as a pickup. But his I'm, only downside is he doesn't play round 17 and he plays Origin, obviously. Yeah, so, a lot of risks. But yeah, I kind of like other, other than I froth him to be honest. I'm a big Isaiah fan. Yeah, I think the only issue I have with him is his minutes. He he does sometimes when the Panthers are on a roll uh, get taken off a little bit early. Get the hook, yeah. Yeah. Outside of that, he generally plays sixty plus seventy minutes and looks pretty good. Big scores. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. He's is similar sort of style to Tohu. He doesn't give you that sort of flashy line breaking crazy tackle, but he just he just doesn't miss tackles. He's good for an offload or two, and he can kind of punch through the line a little bit, break the odd tackle here or there. He's not like the most flashy, but he's he's oh. yeah, real reliable. Absolute trooper through the middle. Hundred percent. Panthers needed a player like that. Mm. Anything else from the Panthers, Edmund? No, I'm pretty happy with that. Unless Dilly Edwards is worrying me. Dilly Edwards is worrying me, boys. I picked him up. I, I was, I was real. I was bullish on him. Pod and squad. He's, yeah, pod squad, hundred percent. And he's just, I don't know. It's like he's, he's getting five tackle busts sort of thing. But it's just, oh, he. I suppose he did have a couple of missed tackles in an error. So mate, he get, he gets a forty-five. But still, yeah, I don't know. I'm a little, I'm a little around Dilly Edwards. So that would be my only other talking point. For, uh, he was for the, for the Panthers. He was huge before he got injured, what, the second time? Yeah, um, the second time, yeah. He was getting but, the 50s on 60s. Well, it did look great to start off the night, Dilly Edwards. I was, uh, he was missing tackles. He was making errors. It just, you know, didn't, he didn't look set at all, I thought. So maybe he might just have a few off weeks. And I don't know, I'd say he's a season-long hold, surely, right? He's in this Panthers team, yeah. fullback. If you, if you brought him in. Yeah, look at his stats. The last three weeks, he hasn't got any like try assists, no line breaks, no line break assists, nothing like that. But he's still getting uh, around the forty mark. Like not terrible. Like very good for a winger fullback. He's still getting plenty of run meters and making a few tackle busts. But none of those typical attacking stats you get from the likes of like Latrell and Turbo and stuff like that. Like they're normally the last pass to a winger or something like that. You know, the the short. Um, through the hands kind of play, and they're the getting the try assists on the end of those plays. So he hasn't been doing much of that recently, but when he does start to do that, he'll be back in the points because that's basically where all of his points came from early in the, earlier in the season. Yeah, big time. Yep, love it. What about the Roosters, Daniel? Yeah, so uh, Roosters, very interesting. Uh, Angus Crichton obviously had a big one, 81 points from his uh, game, very good, made plenty of tackles. Uh, outside of that, there wasn't any big performers here from the Roosters, as you could probably imagine, them getting smashed for 60 minutes of the game, really. Uh, Teddy had a good game, got 50 points. Lockie Lamb is probably the only interesting one from this team outside of uh, Jared Warrior Hargraves, which I wanted to touch on with Moon, actually, uh, for a bit in a second. So Lockie Lamb, without Walker in the squad, is doing a lot of the ball playing and a lot of the kicking and a lot of the playmaking. So he didn't have any attacking stats in this game and still came away with a 56. Uh, is priced at about 450k. Very interesting option, but I don't see him doing that great unless he's the the half there without Sam Walker. So if he, you know, if he's there longer term, 
without anyone else, then he might be an option. But I think Sam Walker's probably going to come back into the squad and take away from those points. So a bit unfortunate there for Lockie Lamb. Outside of that, Jarbaria Hargreaves didn't get 80 minutes this week, Moon. Very disappointed. Was eyeing him <laughs> off as a pod. But uh, still got a lot of minutes. Nearly got 70 minutes. So he only got a 40 from 68 minutes, which is a bit disappointing. But they didn't really get on the front foot at all, their forwards. So a lot of and tackling. the poor bug is gassed. He's yeah, he's in the middle. He did the same thing as the Titans. He's just exhausted. Yeah. I, I don't believe that you would have brought him in. Absolutely do not believe that. Anyway, if he if he got 80 minutes this week and he got around like a, a 50 score, I was genuinely eyeing him off. Yuck. <laughs> Absolute genuine. <laughs> oh, that dear. would have been his third straight 80-minute game. That would have been Moon, a very juicy. Moon, we talk a lot of shit about some of these outlandish things Daniel comes up with, but he's he's kicking our backsides comfortably in this comp. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I can say. Everyone needs to know that. Yeah, wait, what, where, where are you guys ranked? I was just, just curious. Uh, uh, hey, let, let's, take, let's take my team with a grain of salt, but I'm, I'm in the top. 29th or top 28,000 or something like that. Is, is, yeah, pod yeah. squad. That's I don't have Cleary or Fafita or Turbo. So I'm doing pretty well with the pod squad to be in the top 28-ish thousand sort of thing. Yeah, Moon? Buddy. Yeah, I'm around six and a half. Not thousand? Doing, yeah, thousand. Yeah. yeah six thousand, have made up a few spots this week, but found it very hard to move up a lot of places. Thought I was, I had a big score this week, but apparently everyone did. So, all right, all right, all right. Daniel, yeah. give us, give us your ranking. Go on. I moved up into the top 400 this week, so I'm pretty, pretty gassed. I uh, have not been this high before. Do not know what to do. Do not know what trades to make. So, very, very cautious coming into the last buy round. Well, you keep our credibility here at this uh, podcast at the moment. So we're gonna <laughs> Absolutely. I was saying, Moon, we pinned all our hopes to you pretty early, mate. I and mean, then you've just uh, shit the proverbial bed, mate. What's doing? Well, forgetting to set a captain round one was a big issue. Oh, yeah, that'll, that'll do it. Yeah, Nathan Cleary getting a 90 round one, and I've got no captain. <laughs> yeah, 11, 95. And to be fair, you're doing very, very well oh. in, this, in, the, in the top 6,000, to be fair. That's all right. Hopefully, we can a few pot options I'm going to try and bring in and so I can make up some places. That's all right. We'll yeah. see how we go. Fair enough. Anything else from the Roosters, Daniel? Uh, maybe Suwali got a pretty poor score. He's, you know, probably moving Almost moving backwards at this point. Hasn't even hit the 300k mark, but you'd probably hold him until after round 17. Hope that he gets a couple more price rises, gets a couple decent scores, and then offload him as soon as possible because he's not really moving anywhere. But outside of that, that's pretty much it from this uh, Roosters team. Yep. Uh, moving on to the first of the Saturday games, Knights and Warriors. A bit of a torrid affair weather-wise, um, but uh, a cracking game to watch. Don't know if you boys caught it. Mooney, what would you, you think, mate? It didn't actually cop this game. Um... But terrible conditions, pouring down rain. So not surprising just looking at this night's uh, fantasy scores. There's a lot more points on offer for the forwards uh, and the halves, um, a ton of kick meters and stuff like that. So yeah. um, we'll get into it. You know, Brody Jones is uh, someone that I was interested in. He, people have been bro- brought him in for the last few rounds uh, with Tyson Brazil out, guaranteed position uh, in the second row. Got shifted to centres and smashed out a 47 from him, which is uh, good to see Keith's price rise is ticking along. We'll probably get traded out a lot of teams um, this week. I would have thought Knights not playing the buy round should be up around the 350 mark-ish. So, you know, he's made, he's made a decent amount of cash, 100K or so. 
Uh, Jake Clifford actually was very interesting with 61. I figured that Mitchell Pearce coming in, he would have done everything. Jake Clifford's points would have been around the maybe 30s, but you know, both smashed it out. Jake Clifford actually doing most of the kicking, but you know, 700, almost 750 kick meters between the two of them. Uh, reasonable amount of tackles, a few tackle breaks each. You know, Mitchell Pierce is, oh, and a try assist as well for Mitch Pierce. So very interesting there. Very much a pot option. Don't mind it. If you're looking at Mitchell Pierce, Jake Clifford, I still don't rate as a fantasy option. Apart yeah. from that, though, yeah, um, Daniel Saifidi has produced, it's like, what, third or fourth big score in a row here. So maybe he's back to his last year's uh, fantasy scoring, which is very interesting. Getting good minutes too, uh, 59 minutes, 65 points from him. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? I I rate Safidi, but the problem is he's in Origin. So I don't really want to pick him up now. And I think after Origin, he's going to be over 600K. So it's going to be a difficult decision to bring him in. At the same time, Clemmer came off the bench in this game. I don't know how it changes if he starts and if that takes away from Safidi at all. But the fact that he's getting 60-plus minutes Safidi means that he's getting pretty good points and plenty of a decent uh, base stats, which is really good to see. I, it's it's hard to pick him up because you know that he has that game in him where he's got to score a 30, and it, you know as soon as you pull the trigger and bring him in, he's going to do it. And that's why I'm worried because he's done that to me in the past. <laughs> uh, well, you get that on the big jobs. Um, apart from, <laughs> apart like from I that, said, though, Connor Watson. Playing Sorry, like, yeah. I'm yeah. playing safe. I'm trying to avoid these kinds of players, but at the same time, I did say Maria Hargroves is the buy. So, Jesus. You did. You should be noise. disgraced. <laughs> a lot of head noise, Burmo. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from that, Connor Watson uh, produced a decent score this week, better than his last week's score. He's 42 and 48 minutes. Uh, that's you know, some kind of fullback as well. The board. Yeah, with Kurt Mann, he what, played 61 minutes, copped a head knock or a no, leg injury. He, he, they, they reckon high ankle sprain or something like that, I think it was. Yeah, okay. Well, that yeah, makes they, next they, week's... They, they said he could come back if he was absolutely needed. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he should um, be right to play. Yeah, that, that, that's kind of the prevailing theory is that he, he might be right to come back. Well, he's got two weeks, three weeks off now. So look, he yeah, comes back around yeah. 18. So he should be right. Oh, of course. Yeah, Knights don't play around 17. Spot on. Yeah. Otherwise, Daniel, talk us through the Warriors. Yeah, not a lot of lot to talk about here for the Warriors, I don't think. Uh, Tohu Harris, we've been saying it for a few weeks now, is an absolute must-have uh, in the middle and edge spot, especially as a dual-position player. 76 points from 80 minutes, pretty safe to have him in the team. He'll get 50-plus tackles a game, make 100-plus metres a game, and score you 60-plus every single week. So get him in. Uh, pretty much break your squad to get him in, similar to Cleary, same as David Fafida. You kind of need these kinds of players, especially if they're not scoring less than 60. Outside of that, Reese Walsh had a pretty good game. Jeez, J- Braley's tackle to bring him down two metres short of the line, incredible. Uh, and Millie chased uh, Aitken down as well for his breakaway try. So the fact that he put in that much effort probably meant that he didn't make as many tackles during the game, which annoyed me. But outside of that, Walsh, uh, very good. 44 from him in a lot of the He shifted to the wing at some point as well. Reece Did Walsh, he? I'm pretty sure, wow. I'm pretty sure that he got he got shifted to the wing. There was a whole lot, lot of uproar about it because it was such an odd thing to do. Daniel, uh, Daniel, Tom, did you watch this game? The uh, the Warriors and Knights game? That's the one. Yeah, I, I did watch it. Reese Walsh got shifted I... to the wing at one point, didn't he? Yeah, it was because he, uh, that was like... Wasn't handling the high ball real well. Yeah, and that was also, he, he had a, like, I think it was like a lower leg injury or something like that, so he spent some time out on the wing as well with RTS. Out yeah, the right. back. 
Yeah, there were, there was a few there All where right. you just because because the the wind was ridiculous. So yeah, um, so the high ball was tough for everyone. So I think it was more because he he was sort of limping in that in the first half, and then yeah, just sort of went to the wing. Yeah, right. Yeah. So the score could have been much bigger from him. Yeah, realistically, yeah. Now. Jeez, that's that's very did, unfortunate. Did you guys see his run where Jaden Braley ran him down? Yeah, yeah, unreal, right? Yeah, very that good. was whoo doggy. That was. Awesome. <laughs> All is Bailey just elite, or is Reese Walsh no, not that far? Reese, Reese Walsh confirmed does everything in slow. Reese Walsh, Reese Walsh lives on Baywatch time. He does everything in slow mo because he's that sexy. <laughs> he's, he's that good looking that he does everything in slow mo. So unfortunately, the breakaway tries just don't come from him. Like when um when Hylam Lukey almost ran him down against the cows, and then um, <laughs> and Jack Bailey runs him down. So unfortunately, the poor bugger, he's cursed by his uh he's cursed by his good looks. In that he's, uh, in that he, yeah, he moves in slow mo. He's confirmed running on Baywatch time. Yeah, yeah he does. Yeah, he does a slow mo run. So it's yeah, he's just, he's just unlucky. <laughs> love that chat. Anyway, uh, outside of those two blokes, the Warriors team pretty light on fantasy guns. Josh Curran still had a decent game, but I think because of the wet, he had a lot of tackles, not a lot of attacking stats, which is where he normally shines. Gets plenty of meters normally and makes a few tackle busts, but nothing too much in this game, unfortunately. Uh, only with a 38 outside of that. RTS as well is still in 11% of teams, Roger. Very interesting that people have held on to him, but only a 15 from the 80-minute performance here. Had a very good uh, try-saving tackle on Connor Watson at the end there as well. But yeah, fantasy-wise, not getting the points this game, so probably still a sell. We've probably been talking about that a lot recently as well. He's definitely a sell. He's been a sell for about five or six weeks now. Yeah, if but not longer. Still, still over 10% ownership. Don't know what's going on there. They're not listening to us. God damn it. They're not listening. Why yeah, are that, people that's, not listening? That's, that's only the 10% out of the 100,000 that don't listen to this pod. Yeah, the other, yeah. other 90,000, they listen to us. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, anyway, that's about it. Yeah. Um, next game. Mooney, Mooney, Mooney. Dragons and Durs. Dragons get the chockies eventually, but the Raiders looked home for a very long way there. What's uh, what's doing, mate? Yeah, the Raiders are red hot for 35 minutes of footy, I reckon. And then we were shit in the second half. May as well have not rocked up. Um, <laughs> is that not the same storyline every week, though? It is, and it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> shit. That's all right. Look, the Raiders was sort of much for a muchness um, from the people who scored well. Bailey Simonson, we've talked about him last week. He produced a 66 from memory. This week he got 34, which is still above his sort of average from him. He had a shitload of run meters, 234 meters. A few missed tackles from him, though, so this could have been a, a 40 very easily. So makes him an interesting option still as a hold if you have him in a team. Definitely wouldn't be bringing him in because we know what his uh, potential is like if he, if he doesn't have a great game. He could be definitely down around the, the teens to 20s or easily shifted back to the wing and scores around that as well. So, you know, he could be a cheeky hold because uh, he plays the next buy round. So definitely a hold for the moment and probably want to shift on um, um, the run home. Other than that, Tomoko came back down to earth from his 68 last week with 31. We'll still produce a few price rises. It's going to be a cheeky play next buy round because the Raiders play. Other than that... Um, Corey Halber and I are still ticking along. Um, but he had 58 with a try, which is very handy. Um, yeah, other than that, not really anyone that you'd want in your team. Jack White, actually, is someone we've talked about. Uh, he had 57, sort of nothing outstanding in his, um, in his stats, which is good to see, I guess, if you're, if you wanted to pick him up, a few missed tackles here and there. 
But um, yeah, it was, there was nothing that was actually outstanding for him. So cheeky pod, probably a bit expensive and not someone that I'd really be looking at. I like, the, the, uh, I like that you brought okay. that up though. Um, Whiten for me is a decent option, I reckon. His his kick meters have doubled, even though it's only from like 120 to maybe 240 or something like that. His kick meters have doubled since George Williams has left and Sam Williams has come in. So he's getting a few more base stats, which is nice to see, but he's not getting a lot of attacking stats based on his last couple of scores. So that's the only worrying sign is if the Raiders hit a bit of form, Whiten's in for some decent scores because the last two games he scored a 63 and a 57. Obviously last week against the the Broncos, he scored a try, but outside of that, not too much doing for him. Would... Well, the the yeah. thing with the Raiders is Jack Whiten, when George Williams was there, would occasionally get up around his 200 kick metres, but given the conditions of the game that was just played, they didn't kick, they couldn't kick all that far because it was blowing a gale one way. <laughs> and when we were kicking with the wind, we didn't use it, we didn't utilise it as well as what the Dragons, if you watch Ben Hunt, he was kicking 40-20s for fun. Yeah. Whereas we just kicked a high ball to the wing and, you know, so these kick meters could have, if if the Raiders actually play some decent footy, actually use their brains, Jack White could have had sort of 350 kick meters here and a few more, for, maybe a 40-20 stat as well. So, you know, that's sort of the other thing to look at, I guess, bit from this game in one. particular. Bit of, yeah. bit of emotion that one. Fair <laughs> it's enough. frustrating. <laughs> it could feel the heart in that. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Oh, yeah. Daniel, uh, do you want to get onto the Dragons for us? <laughs> Quickly, please, please. please. <laughs> Quickly. Yeah, look, the, the Dragons, very, very good performance. I mean, there was a couple of shaky moments like that Ben Hunt bomb that just went backwards. <laughs> outside of that, they played pretty well. Good comeback win for them. Ben Hunt was the star in this, and for that, he's probably going to get selected in Queensland and also because Grant got injured. But uh, he's going to get definitely get selected for Queensland. So people that brought him up for that round 13 uh, week and we're hoping to hold him on as a keeper. Uh, he's not going to be playing for the next couple of weeks, which is a bit disappointing, but he got an 80 this week, which is good to see. McCulloch as well bounced back, got a pretty good score, only had one missed tackle and made 55 tackles, so that's a bit more like him. He's been missing a lot of tackles recently, so that was really nice to see, getting a 65 in his 80-minute performance. Outside of that, there's not really too much doing here for the Dragons. Not a huge amount of fantasy options. A popular one in the past, Paul Vaughan came back and scored a 57, but those scores are few and far between for him this year. Uh, Jack DeBellin strung another mid-40 score together, got 60 minutes as well, so that's yeah, good to see his what minutes. I wanted to talk about. He got yeah. to the starting side here. Does that make things a little more interesting? Because that was the sort of minutes he was playing you know, back in the day when he was a genuine fantasy option. You know, his scores were up in, you know, the mid-50s to, to 60 because that was considered a good score before the um, yeah. before the six again rule got brought in. Is he someone that you'd look at if he kept his minutes, you know, maybe got a few more attacking stats and was up around the 50, um, you know, mid-50s maybe? Yeah, so I was keeping an eye on him for this purpose because his price is just dipping very hard at the moment because of those reduced minutes and, you know, him coming back into the starting team recently. So he's, his price is just plummeting at the moment and would have been a good mid option, but he still looks quite shaky through the middle. Like he doesn't look as solid as a defender as he used to be. He's still kind of finding his form. Obviously he hasn't played for two years. So when that comes, it'll, he'll be very good, but he, he needs to keep that spot when Maguire comes back, I think. I'm I'm assuming Maguire's going to shift to the front row when he comes back from suspension, and hopefully DeBellin holds that 13 spot, but I'm going to wait and see before I pull the trigger on DeBellin. Plus, he's losing cash anyway, so it's fine to just keep an eye on him for now. And if he holds that 60-minute kind of rotation at lock, I would generally consider him an option as long as he can, you know, 
pick up his performances a little bit because his base stats are, are very solid. You know, 30 tackles and 150 meters in 60 minutes is very good for good base stats, but he needs a couple of attacking stats there as well. You know, a couple tackle busts, maybe a, a, a line break assist or something like that. A couple of offloads as well would be good to see. But yeah, he's not getting any of that at the moment, still kind of finding his feet. He looked good. Like that um, That ball that he popped off to Paul Vaughan, where Paul Vaughan then offloaded it to, to Norman. Corey Norman. Yeah. yeah, that looked good. And that's what they like from Jack DeBellin is he was – he was always that second phase sort of player where he could get through the line and you know pop it off, or he was a ball playing lock as well, like a like a gerbo, but you know yep. maybe a little little better, I guess. Still um, had zero offloads though. Big goose oh, egg did he? His I, name. That was for sure an offload that yeah, one to. Yeah, I thought so I too. Thought, but... but maybe just popped it off late at the line. But anyway, look, that's not the point. I think that he's, as you said, he's still finding his feet, and that's something that you could see come into his game quickly because that's his strength, really. Jack DeBell and his ball playing lock, and it looks good when he does it. Yeah, I reckon wait till round 18, 19. Hopefully, well, Maguire will be back by then. You'll see how the team kind of fits together if he's still getting 60 minutes and what his position in that team is, and then go from there. We'll, we'll reassess. We'll reassess in a few weeks. We'll <laughs> Maguire won't be back. He's got another, like, 17 weeks to serve, doesn't he? <laughs> Jeez, he goes the way of Jack Hedrington, really, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, that's probably it from these. Uh, uh, just that, that's, it. that's it for that game, boys? Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah love it. Uh, beauty. <laughs> Jesus. The next game. Love Storm, this game. Storm versus Tigers. Honestly, from, from that Melbourne team, you literally can just have them 1-17 to 17 pretty much this week. <laughs> uh, um, uh, Mooney, kick us off, mate. Well, the funny thing is about this Storm team is um, this scoreline could have been so much worse. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> it was, what, 40, 40 nil at halftime? Yeah, I think that's what it was. It was 40 nil at halftime. And they only scored the tw- only 26 points in the second half. So, But the, the usual try scorers weren't really in and around the, the try scoring game. Josh Hadakar, uh, Justin Ollum, uh, left with donuts in the try scoring category. Who didn't they didn't really need score. to go wide. That was the problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just so soft through the middle. <laughs> There's literally oh. four players here in their starting 13 who didn't score a try. Yeah, oh, which is God. ridiculous. And how three many, of them many, in the back five. How many multis do you reckon got ruined because of Josh Adokar not scoring? Every single other leg would have been hit except for Josh Adokar. Adokar and Olam, nothing to that so, edge. So send it, send in your bet slips if Josh Adokar <laughs> broke your heart this week. I'd love Bad to see it. Punter. I would love to, see, to see someone putting Storm fifty plus or something with like Adokar and Olam. Adokar, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh no, unlucky. They let Look, you down in fantasy. They let you down on the punt as well. Where are we? Get well, responsibly, kind of, though. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, get yes, responsibly. Yes. <laughs> that was the usual suspects, though, for, for this Storm team. Nico Hines with another 50. Cameron Munster with a 50. Jerome Hughes sort of proving his worth if you have brought him in. He's, worth, he's, he's punched out an 82 here with a couple of tries, a couple of tries, sis, but he's worth 840k or something ridiculous. So he's he's worth a bit of money. But if he's going to keep punching at 80s, then um, he's already got a three round average of around 70, I reckon. So looking like a decent option, I guess. If he's going to he's going to be a long hold, doesn't play the next buy round, obviously. But for the run home, not a bad option at all, especially if the Storm are going to keep playing like this. Yeah, just on that, uh, he scored net 22 points from that try close to the line uh, with the line break try and five tackle bus or something like that. Uh, uh, yeah, I remember watching that. He, <laughs> yeah, yep, that sounds about right. He, he's so good, Jerome Hughes. He looks good, and he seems to be controlling this team at the moment with without Cameron Munster on the field. Um, so I, I really like him. He's silky, looks good. Yeah. 
Brandon Smith, another 50, only 34 minutes as well, trying to try assist. He was on the on the board early uh, with his try, so it's good for him. And uh, people who own him, I don't know how long he's going to be out for with his ankle injury. I don't think I'm not sure if the severity of it has come out uh, from NRL Physio yet. But that's one to keep an eye on if you're a Brent Smith owner. I still want to say <laughs> get rid of him, but if he's going to keep punching out these sort of scores, he kind of might. He's just going to be a hole for the rest of the year uh, the way he's going, and depending on how they play, um, Harry Grant as well. So look, um, that, that's, Harry that's, Grant that's, with the hamstring injury as well. Yeah. yeah, out for a few weeks, looking like someone that you probably won't bring in at this point. He punched, he smashed a 50 in 45 minutes with a try and a try assist, though. So, yeah, it's good to see him get a 50, but it's still not... Um, no, I'm, I'm not really sold on him just yet as well. So He I'm, only made 20 tackles <laughs> this game. Oh, 22 tackles. Uh, that's probably only 22 tackles made all game, to be yeah. fair. Yeah, good. But yeah, anyway, apart from that, I don't think there's much else to talk about with the Storm team. They they were all had a good week, so yeah, yeah, that's about it. And I don't really want to talk too much on this Tigers team, to be honest. They looked... Yeah, make, make it quick and painless if you can. Yeah, they were poor, just in general. Uh, <laughs> Dan Laurie got a 25, but I, I was hoping most people would have sold him by now, especially because of his poor performance last week and the fact that he's not playing around 17. But uh, still 30% of people have him, so don't know what that's about either. Um, no, I'd love yeah. to see that. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's good for us. <laughs> still moving up, but yeah, yeah, get rid of him if you still have him. He's uh, just going to keep going down now. He's going to drop cash uh, heavily over the next couple of weeks. So offload him and pick up someone else. We can just talk through quietly, that at the end as well. Three players over 30 from the entire Tigers team. Only yeah. three players scored over 30. What's doing? That, Plenty that, of is that, is, that right, argu- yeah. is that arguably the worst fantasy performance we've ever seen from a team? As well as obviously on-field performance? That I can remember, yeah. I, I can't remember a team turning up, like, because at least, you know, sometimes there's players that get, like, bullshit stats with, like, little bumping off the line kind of thing, little yeah. things. But, uh, yeah, buddy, that three players got over 30. What's doing? Yeah. It ends up being four over 30, actually. What's that? Brooks, Twile, Garner. Oh, sorry. I did not little... see Lukey Garner. You're spot on. But yeah, yeah still, like, like, try. But yeah, like the ball went to ground. I think when they scored, I can't remember who scored. It was close to the line in the first half, and the ball went to ground. And there was like six Tigers players around it, and none of them moved. They all stood flat-footed, and the Storm just picked it up, one out, and scored. Like it was so simple. I I don't know what what was going on. They just had a really shit game. Madge is going to be fuming throughout the week. It was a shit show, but that's all right. Yeah, moving on. Let's let's get yep. get rid of this. Yeah. <laughs> that that's all you want to say, boys. Nothing nothing else you want to touch on because it was it was such a good game. Yeah, <laughs> fantasy wise, do not touch the tigs. <laughs> yeah, tigs are tigs yeah, are in struggle. Sign off on that. Uh, your boys, Daniel Eels and Doggies, the old classic game of two halves, huh? Oh, uh, Mooney, talk us through it. Yeah, Daniel, I'll let you talk about your boys. I'll talk about the dogs here. A few few interesting scores here. Jacob Rillo still punching out his... He had 48 there, which is good from him. Uh, Luke Thompson and Josh Jackson, sort of the other two players that we've talked about uh, more than anyone else from this team. Luke Thompson with the 46 and 46 minutes, obviously with a, a sin binning as well. So, you know, that's another seven points if you add on those, plus the body was doing in those 10 minutes. He was, he was about like 30 at half time, so He was on track for a 60-odd at least. So if you're an owner of Luke Thompson, I would be holding on to him, obviously, for this buy round. 
he's going to be a gun to have. Uh, Josh Jackson as well, 70, uh, only with a 50, uh, only a 54, I guess. The run meters are down a lot from last week. He had 170-odd run meters last week with an 83 run meters this week. So he smashed through the tackles, 42. A lot of work uh, from Josh Jackson here. So still also going to be a good option. He's a you know, 50K cheaper, I think, than Josh Jackson. But both a good good option if you're looking for someone between 600 and 700K um, as a mid, mid-edge role for, for the next week and the run home. Agreed. Other than that, I probably wouldn't be talking about much else from the dogs. I wouldn't be touching them with the 10-foot pole. Oh, Jeremy Marshall King, actually. Yes, I was going to say, this is a huge one. <laughs> yeah, this is an interesting point. I didn't see that he played 80 minutes, but he got 65 and 80 minutes. And looking, he did a lot of running, actually. 72 run meters, three tackle breaks, 50 tackles, which is huge. The fact that they're still carrying Sione Katoa on the bench worries me a little bit. Um, for future weeks, he has usually been coming on for JMK. I don't know if actually last week, Danny, you might be able to tell me this off the top of your head. Did JMK play early last week? Yes. So that's what I was going to talk about. He, yeah. yeah, since he's come back from injury, he has had two 80 minute performances uh, against the Dragons last week, where he also scored a try. And this week against Parramatta, both scored in the mid 60s. So he is looming as a very good round 17 option. And. I'm, I'm, you know, centers or wingers and whatever in the team that I have. So he. He is probably one keeper that you want as a hooker as well around that 60 scoring mark, which is. Yeah, awesome. interesting. Other than that, not much, to, not much else to talk about from the dogs. If you want to talk yeah. through your boys. Yeah, para. Yeah, so uh, Moses uh, found his running game and looked excellent. 87 from him. He, yeah, he pretty much uh, smashed it out of the park in that second half for para. He basically did everything uh, attacking-wise, made 470 kick meters to go along with uh, his try. So, yeah, plenty of base stats there, which is good to see. Has had a couple of poor poor performances, but he's, uh, I think that's probably as low as you can get him around the low 600s. He'll probably be around 620, 630 next week. So if you still need a half, he's still decently cheap. uh, And he's, yeah, very, very good ceiling as well so when he has those good games like he did against the dogs he'll he'll score in the 80s 90s which is good as well outside of that from this para team not a lot gutho had a another good game he's been stringing a few good performances together you know he's just a workhorse he's always going to be around the ball and uh scoring plenty of attacking stats it's just when they're uh you know a bit locked down Parramatta only getting around 10 to 12 points maybe a game that's when his scores kind of peter out a bit but you know he'll always be around the points if Parramatta are scoring points which is good. Outside of that, same thing with Papali'i and Maddo here. Even though Maddo scored a try, he only managed a 47, and Papali'i was just breaking tackles for fun through the middle. Uh, got nine tackle busts, 230 metres, and 73 fantasy points. So very good as well. Got 80 this week as well, Papali'i, and Maddo did not. So it's kind of, yeah, going back and forward between these two. And they're probably both holds, but, yeah, you've just got to take the ebbs with the flows. So... Yeah, that's probably it from the para team. Uh, Wagga Blake, actually, though, Lockie, uh, how did, yeah, how did he go? Yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> uh, frustrating to watch. Tom um, <laughs> pointed this out in numerous... I was my head in. 
I was, yeah, I was gonna say whatever, whatever group chat I had that was anything footy related, I was straight on it. But he won a freaking Blake, honestly. Yeah, the the Blake chat in yeah in the in the Facebook messages, yeah, very interesting. <laughs> oh, seriously, just but he no, you know, many you go. Sorry, I've hijacked you. Many you go. No, I was I'm all for you. Let it out. Speak from well, your heart. But he just every time the ball goes near him, mate, you've got a winger. Stop, buddy. <laughs> your left foot. He comes back inside every time. He blew, buddy. To, the, the kid on debut, what's his name? Uh, Sean Russell. Sure, he should have had four tries. The, the only way he was able to score was when Gutho started cutting Wonga Blake out. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Gutho goes, you know what? There is a paddock out there with Sean Russell free to roam in. He looks like a buddy, a dairy cow. He's in that much, buddy, green grass around him. I don't know, I don't know if dairy cows go in green grass. Or he's a, anyway, he, he, he had enough room there that someone could have milked him, is all I'm saying. But he gave him the ball. And, and and he honestly could have had four tries. Wonga Blake, that selfish. Just, oh, God. God, just doesn't. And he can't tackle either. <laughs> I agree. I did preface my talk on him last week with oh, uh, I don't like Wonga Blake, but I agree wholeheartedly with everything you said. The other thing I want to say about uh, Tom Opcek was he's looming as a stellar as well with the 13 this week. Uh, very disappointing performance from him. Wasn't really involved. Made a couple of errors early. Um, yeah, he looked like he was down on confidence it. after those first couple of yeah, yeah, like a drop and yeah. then like a he, he tried to get the ball back on the inside from Hayes Dunster and dropped it as well. So yeah. I think it was all gonna be tough from there. And then yeah, the fantasy stats were just not there to make up for yeah. it. A lot of head noise from that man, I reckon. Yeah. He's gone downhill ever since he left the cows. Never should have left. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Actually, Nathaniel Roach as well, good to see him back on the paddock, but he's just like his knee. again. Yeah, yeah. how crazy. That's so bugger. sad. Poor oh, bugger, honestly. Incredible. He's genuinely a very nice player when he's when he's gets some minutes together. When he's on the field. Yeah. Poor bugger. Unfortunately. That's always been his issue though. He never can yeah. together. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, um, that's right. Anything else from this game, boys? Nah, about it. Yeah. Right, moving be... on to final game, game of the round. Uh Gold Coast versus Manly. Uh final score a shitload to not very much. Um I just, I just want to start, boys. Just just quickly. Now, many before I throw to you, mate. Now I, now I'm a pretty pretty buddy handy social degrade Oz tagger, so I I know a thing or two about footy, and watching Tommy Turbo, he he is comfortably the best player in the league right now, and he's just he's special. It's just insane watching him, and like I said, mate, social degrade Oz tagger, so I know a thing or two, and I just I just want to leave it on that because he is just he is all time how good he is, and now that he's got a yeah. few games together. Wowee. Yeah, Sorry, look, I, you, you I, no, I agree um, that he's very good. Don't know if I'd say comfortably the best best player in the league, just with someone like Nathan Cleary, who's also unbelievable to watch. Uh, daylight second and then Nathan Cleary. All right, all right, all right. I'm going to use your saying here and say I'd agree with you, but then we'd both be wrong. But that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> uh, get a poll up. Dunham, Dunham, get a poll up. Buddy, who's better, Tommy or Tommy or Cleary? We'll that. Be on that. And then no matter what the answer is, I'm right. So <laughs> <laughs> Might talk about these um, Manly blokes while we're, while we're talking about Tommy Turbo, but he's a very good at football as well. Three tries, three tries. You know what? I'm never going to rattle, rattle off his stats because he had stats in every column possible except for – actually, you know what? He had an error, unfortunately. Way to bring you down, Tom. Sorry. But, you know, it was looking very good and early as well. Um, love to see it from him. Two, two tries in the first half. And finished late uh, with the with the late try as well, but that's good for him. Um, 
Ruben Garrick actually was someone who I've not really ever looked at fantasy wise. He is very expensive. He is around the 630K. He's made 250, almost 300K this year alone. That is unreal from him and not something that, you know, not, not that I'd be looking at him now, but just that is unbelievable from him. Yeah. I didn't see that uh, his prices were actually through the roof. He's averaging, oh, he was averaging 46 before this round. So his, his five round average is 65. Copper. Yeah, that's unbelievable. <laughs> so, geez, if you were in the one point six or something percent of teams that I um that I thought he was in, then <laughs> kudos to you. Your team's definitely auto picked. So, um, yeah, <laughs> he uh he missed six ki- six conversions, I think, today or something like that. So he yeah, could have had like another twelve points. He could have been a nine from ten or something like that. Yeah, oh, God, Unlucky. Speaking of head noise, yeah, that man had a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Apart from that, DCE was 53, and I reckon he did shit all, to be fair. He had a try, a couple of tries, but they were sort of a couple of kicks, and his try got the end of her, what, Dillipus, oh, no, Dill, uh, yeah, Dylan Walker, Dylan Walker uh, line yeah. breaker, ran, that, ran the last 30 metres untouched to put it under the post. So I really didn't think he played that well, so it's good to see that he's getting uh, a be a decent score yeah. from, you know, shit all work. Moon, just quickly, way to talk him up on his 250th game. Good job. Uh, yeah, congrats, big man. But um, <laughs> <laughs> your fantasy score could have been better. <laughs> friend of the show. Yeah, friend, big friend of the show. Um, though I did want to talk kudos to you for your Lachlan Croker sell. Now it's finally looking like a good sell with a 20 from 80 minutes. Uh, it was on like six or something at halftime. So was so I was secretly thinking of you. Thinking, Thank God you got rid of him because that would have been very poor if you had applied him. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, nine missed tackles, um, huge. Yeah, yeah, nice. That's what you want from your from your hooker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, other than that, the only other player I've mentioned is Morgan Harper, who sort of got through a lot of work, but nothing in attack really from him. It all sort of cut him out and went to what I don't know whose edge he's on. Uh, Rick Garrick, I think. Oh, he's on Saab. There you go. Yeah, everything was a cut out ball to Saab in space and let him run away. <laughs> And do something. Um, Morgan Harper just ran through the tackles, 17 yeah. tackles with still had a few misses, but that to was be fair it. To him, he was, he was, sorry, he was marking up on Fafita and he, the first 10 minutes, he did a bloody good job of containing him. I don't know if you watched this game, but he was doing so well on that I edge. Did. It's a shame that there was 70 more minutes of footy though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for Fafita, yeah, absolutely. Uh, look, not much more to talk about from this, uh, from this man of team. Jason Saab with a 40, only because Turbo's back, so um, yeah. Yeah. Get get out of here, Jason. Yeah, that's about it, I reckon. You can talk about the Titans now. Yeah, too easy. Uh, so for the Titans, it was really not too much for them. The first half was really all they had in terms of possession. So Fafida uh, did quite well in the first half, had made a lot of tackle busts, scored a try, but after that was pretty much disappeared in the game, didn't really have much of an impact, but still got uh, the score of 65, which is pretty good for him. Uh, outside of that, there's not really much to talk about here. Peachy had a you know normal good score, 53 from 58 minutes. Tino has actually strung a couple of good scores together, not great, but you know good scores. So he's kind of uh, going in the in don't the right do direction. This. Don't do, don't you dare! I'm not going to say I, I was, pick him up. I'm well, just saying, saying he's no, genuinely nicely. I was I was watching this game and I was like, shit, Tino's playing all right. Maybe <laughs> maybe I get him back in. And then I was like, no. <laughs> What are you doing? He's he's oh. trudging along nicely, not 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 doing oh, anything Tino, crazy. Tino, Tino's like a toxic ex-boyfriend. You you look at him, you're like, maybe he's changed. He looks like he's doing good, and he's still sexy as hell. 
Maybe I'll give him one more chance. No. <laughs> no. The zero missed tackles here, so it's a big old, you know, it's a trap. Yeah. Oh, it's just <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah, which is pretty good considering how Manly kind of blew through them. Zero missed tackles, no errors, nothing like that. No penalties as well. So yeah, no demerits go- and he goes well. The Gold Coast completed thirty one of thirty one sets. Yeah. Oh, they, they didn't complete the last one. It was an Until error from yep. someone oh, okay. like Fodawaker, yeah. I think. They, 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 oh, they yeah, only, he did. They had six yeah. sets in the second half, or seven <laughs> sets. Of the, they had 25 in the first half, and then six or seven in the second half. That was it. Yeah. Yep. It was unbelievable. It was only yeah. like the last three minutes that they didn't complete that set as yeah. well. So. Yeah. <laughs> in the second half, they were getting like one set every five minutes or six minutes or something like that. Manly yeah. just didn't give up the ball. It was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But outside of those those boys, uh, not too much. Jaden Campbell had a pretty good first half and was doing quite well, but uh, that petered off when yeah. uh, Manly took over and Mars. When, when well the defensive line a... stopped tackling here, yeah, a... basically, yeah, <laughs> a tough old afternoon. <laughs> and Mazu, he his wing was targeted quite heavily. Didn't have any missed tackles though because he just completely missed them basically. So near him, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but still had two tries, so thirty five points for him. And I mean that's not great in terms of getting a thirty five with two tries, but. Uh, good in a game like this, so he's you know still ticking along. I also, for the record, would like to take back everything positive I've ever said about Brian Kelly because <laughs> if my calculations are correct, he missed thirty-four tackles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so high on him for so long. As yeah, well. you were. <laughs> preseason. Yeah. Oh, all over him. Anytime he had a decent score, finally we're starting to see Brian <laughs> Kelly turn the corner. Next minute, he's like a negative oh. ten. <laughs> he looks shit. He looks so bad. <laughs> It's like, oh man, oh dude. It's okay, man. You don't, you don't come out with too many left field predictions, but Brian, Brian Kelly, Brian Kelly, you really, you really, you, you hit your starter that way, uh, hit your wagon that star, and then he just, sort of, <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, Jerbo was a good pickup a couple of weeks ago as well. Apparently, I back him. <laughs> he doesn't sure. play around seventeen. His <laughs> origin, and he's injured. Get the f- around him, honestly. <laughs> Oh, beauty! There you go. There we go. We got out of bleep. Dunham, Dunham yeah. finally got some work to do. <laughs> oh, excellent. Uh, uh, look, that's about is, it. Is yeah. there anything else you want to touch on from the games? Because I got I got a few questions for you. No, that's it. Forty-eight unanswered points from Manly. Excellent second half. Can't fold them. Yeah, honestly, they were whoa, boy howdy. Not a lot of tackling going on from the Goldie. No. Um. Now, got some que- well, I've got some questions for you. They all, they all. Uh, hang on, sorry. I just want to make sure I get the 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 fella's name right. Is it? Hang on, give me two seconds. These are all from Will. So Will wants to know: Is Moses a buy, Mooney? What do you reckon? Yeah, love it. I bought him in a few. Oh, actually, a little while ago now. But it's I was going to say a while ago you did. Yeah, six hundred and fifteen k. It'll be around six thirty. I think Daniel said roughly. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Daniel, what do you reckon? Good option. Yep. Always talk highly of him. Beauty. Uh, thoughts on Pierce and Johnson? I think you boys pretty much answered the Johnson part during this potty. Get him in there. Um, but what about what about Mitch Pierce? Would you would you go Pierce or Johnson? I'm assuming it's one or the other that that it's in contention. What do you reckon? Ooh, Daniel, let you go first. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Look, I have Cleary, Johnson, and Moses as my halves at the moment, and I've got some like. Po- uh, DPP players basically to cover halves if needed, but Pierce is actually a decent option. He started the season quite well until he did his uh, pecs, so he's not a terrible option. I just want to see a couple more games probably from him, just to see how him and Clifford go. They're not going to be both scoring 60-plus each week, so maybe one or two more weeks uh, to see how he actually goes. Plus, he's coming down in price still, so you could probably give him 
another week or two and the Knights uh, don't play around 17. So he might be a decent option if he, you know, gets a, a another 60 next week and Clifford, you know, scores around the 30, 40 mark. Uh, then definitely for round 18 onwards if he if he's looking good. Yeah, Moon, what do you reckon? Yeah, Johnson is a great option. Pierce is a is an interesting one, honestly. Um, I I like it actually very much a pod option, but I like it the way he's been scoring this year. Looking at his three or four games that he's played, yeah. he's up around the sixty, so I really like it. And on Johnson as well, uh, he was basically controlling the team. And I was watching the Matty Johns show this afternoon after the the Manly game, and. Will Chambers was on it, and he was basically saying Johnson's controlling the field and doing all the playmaking. So he's yeah, he's going to be in the in the in the money in terms of try assists and kick meters and everything. Considering it doesn't look like Chad Townsend's coming back into the picture anytime soon. And Matt Moylan's too good. Yeah, well, Matt yeah, Moylan's Matt. there. Let's just say he's there. <laughs> Matt Moylan exists, and he's cheap. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He doesn't want as much money as the other guys did. So like, Gee, Matt Moylan is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Matt, you're our guy. We've always wanted you, especially in only 300k. <laughs> uh, and is Luke Thompson a hold? I'm going to throw in and say a big old yes. What do you reckon, Moon? Absolutely. Daniel? Yeah, I think we talked about it earlier. He got seen yeah. So, yeah, yeah, keep him. Yeah, love him. Yeah. Rate him. Even, even just to the eyeball, not to fantasy stats. He's red hot, so I'm a big fan. Yeah, love it. Yeah. Um, boys, do have another question for you. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Do you have a player of the round, Daniel? Oh, player of the round. Uh, yeah. You can sit. You're allowed to sit. Yeah. Oh, Moses. Yeah, love it. I didn't uh, want to go the two obvious ones. But, yeah, uh, on. Moses, yeah, because they the Bulldogs looked red hot in the first half, and I was a bit worried going into the second, but he kind of pulled uh, the that try that he got at the end, oh, with the start of the first half, start of the second half when Wakeham took him out. Uh, he was the only player running onto that drop ball. So, yeah, that kind of turned the whole game, really. So that little extra effort got us the win, I reckon. Yeah, I'm going to go one of the obvious ones and say Turbo, just purely looking at his stats, are unbelievable. So good for him. No kick yeah. meters in that 94, so yeah, kudos to him. I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to go Gagai. He, he, played, he played Origin Gagai level against, against the Bronx. Oh, yeah. He did. The, the, it, it was a close first because I also wanted to throw Normie in there, but Normie's just it, this, it didn't quite translate to the stats, but he looked awesome on, uh, oh, on Saturday night as well. I would have said Hunt was the better one of the yeah, two. Yeah, I just, I just really like Normie looked like he had his hand in everything. Look, he was taking on the line and sort of stuff. So, yeah, I really yeah. liked it. Did a lot um, more kicking, actually, as well, Corey Norman, yeah. than Normie does. So. Yeah, yeah shout, out, shout out, brother Normie. Good on you, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> um, boys, anything else we want to touch on before we sign off here? Nah, about it, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, reckon, I reckon we waffled on enough. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Love your work, gentlemen, as always. Coolies. Thanks, mate. Cheers, Thanks, boys. Cheers, Memo. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. Look out for our mid-season review special episode coming this week.